the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. Good morning. This is Dr. Bill. That was a nice little entry tune there, Ken. I like it. It's very snappy. Yeah, I really like that. that that's a good one. So uh, we're doing a radio show here this morning. I'm Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and we're coming at you on Salem Broadcasting and uh, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and my my little website, drbillradiomd.com, so you can see me live and in the flesh, or you can listen with your radio, 860 AM, and what is, what's the FM, 197 something or another? Well, we've got 93.7. 93.7, there you go. That's what you're looking for, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. I got it now. So, uh, fascinating week. Um, we got more reports on Naomi Judd, you know. She apparently committed suicide by gunshot wound, self-inflicted. And uh, I didn't realize what a big killer the suicide uh, is. There were 45, 46,000 suicide deaths in 2020 in the United States, and 1.2 million attempted suicides. That's that's a pretty good number. And I guess for uh, young people, it's one of the major leading causes of death. And it affects all ages, of course. And so physicians and uh, counselors have to be uh, aware of when people are thinking about this because a lot of them can be helped, Ken. You know, we've got good medications now. It's not like uh, 100 years ago where there were no antidepressants and no no therapy to speak of. So, And there's no shortage of agencies to call if you need help. Yeah, and but you, the things you look for are people making a will, getting the house and affairs together, uh, unexpectedly visiting friends and family members, buying a gun or a rope or a piece of hose. And you say, what do you use the hose for? Well, you can use that to uh, pipe the uh, exhaust from your car and into the interior of the car, into the cab of the car, so you can die by uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Of course, writing a suicide note. And this I did not know. Visiting primary care physician, a significant number of people see their, their doctor uh, within three weeks of committing suicide. that That is a revelation to me. Of course, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I'm not in the front lines on, on this. But uh, And there's also a preoccupation with death, uh, isolation and withdrawal, a uh, few family, friends, or members, you know, a lack of support and an emotional distance from other, uh, lack of humor, uh, focusing on the past or the future, and... Uh, haunted and dominated by hopelessness and helplessness, and these are the things we look for. So there's a, a lot of the things that we can do now, Ken, that we can ask people if they're struggling, physicians, family doctors, psychiatrists, counselors, and say, are you, are you thinking about killing yourself? Or are you thinking about killing anybody else? And uh, I think part of the problem, like this, this kid that went out and killed 10 people, 
up in Buffalo. Yeah. He probably didn't have anybody really talking to him and uh, interacting with him and checking to see if he was okay. And you got to do that with teenagers, you know, you got to. So we have to ask these questions. Do you want to kill anybody? Do you want to kill yourself? Uh, do you have any friends, any relationships? And what would you do if you felt suicidal? If you do feel suicidal, do you have a plan? We want to know if you have a plan. Because if you have a plan, that's more serious. Oh, yeah, certainly. You, you've taken it to the next step, absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, we also look for things like family history of suicide, uh, behavior patterns that would indicate uh, su- suicidal ideation, isolation, uh, distance from family members and friends, not interacting as we all should interact with each other. You know, we're, we're herd animals, so it doesn't mean we have to like each other, but at least we can go outside and yell at each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you think the um, pandemic had anything to do with the elevated numbers in suicide? A lot of people I, being isolated for so long. I don't know. I know that the homicides went up during the pandemic. Um, so it, it's probable it's possible because if you're isolated from your friends and, and, you know, uh, for, for adolescents being part of a gang, part of the crowd and, and, uh, you know, your identity, your autonomy and your, uh, your self awareness and self sense is greatly involved with the peer group that you're in. And that's, that's how we become socialized over time is by interacting with our, our fellow peers and if the teenagers don't have that option because of the pandemic, I'm, I'm sure that that would increase and heighten the, the suicidal ideation. I would think, wouldn't you? Certainly. And I also have heard that, um, that's why kids join gangs in the inner cities. It's not because they want to sell drugs. I mean, they want to belong to something. Yeah. You want to belong. And, uh, we, we do it as adults too. You know, you, you've got your, uh, uh, group that you interact with. I'm sure that there's radio broadcaster groups. And of course I'm a doctor. So I interact with the doctors and, and we interact both with the people at the station. And so we have our different groups that we interact with. And that's important that we stay connected and humor. Humor is important too. What about if you're a friend of somebody and you notice some changes going on, what should you do? I mean, should you talk to them or talk to a mental health professional and try to ease them there that way i wonder what should you take if you're like the mother of a son who's showing some depression that you didn't expect or haven't seen before well i would i would first talk to them and say uh you know you seem pretty pretty sad and withdrawn or are you thinking about hurting yourself or killing yourself or have you tried and you know take a look at their wrist because teenagers will cut their wrist and uh and then covered up with a long sleeve shirt. And you see changes in behavior and pattern. Also, uh, kids that are developing a psychotic uh, type of mental illness like schizophrenia, you know, they'll hear voices, which is part of of schizophrenia. The people don't have visual hallucinations with schizophrenia. They have auditory hallucinations and they hear God or the devil telling them to do something uh, that, that is obviously illogical, like, uh, you know, go out and kill your son. You know, Abraham was a schizophrenic. Okay. (laughs) Wow. 
And that's got to be weird, hearing voices in your head. I've never – Yeah, I can't it, imagine what that's like. And, you know, if it's a, the other thing you have to look at is the family uh, history and the family mental history. So my family has a lot of mental problems. Um, both my parents at, at different times in their lives tried to commit suicide. And my sister right below me is, uh, she has schizophrenia. So she's been disabled since she was a young adult and with auditory hallucinations. And, uh, you get a flat affect, uh, where you're, you're not really emotionally, the, the things you say and your emotions are not connected, if you know what I mean. So, you know, you say, oh, look, a nuclear bomb dropped and you're pan faced. And, uh, and then, the, uh, anhedonia, which means, uh, just a lack of, of love of life. It's schizophrenia is a tough disease because these people know they're sick and they're miserable. And, uh, the medications for schizophrenia haven't been that great over the years. They're getting better now, Ken, but the, the antidepressants have come a long way with the serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. So we've got a lot out there. And uh, I've been on uh, sertraline, which is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor for, gosh, 25, 30 years now. It really helped me. It's changed my life. And uh, people s still have this stigma about being on medication. I don't want to be dependent on medication. I don't want to get hooked and all that. Well, you don't get hooked on, on antidepressants. There, there's a, uh, an emotional withdrawal with it, but uh, there's no physical withdrawal. So it's a, it's, it's a, a great field and the psychiatrists have, have taken things and, and the drug companies have manufactured things and uh, brought it to a, a new level. So, but it's too bad about Naomi, you know, yeah, I know. It's very sad. Yeah. It makes yeah. great music. So, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, her daughters seem to be doing okay. They seem to be working working through it. But I guess they've been around it uh, for decades because their mother's had problems for years now. And I, I, I guess it's not unexpected, although I think it was Ashley went outside. She was talking to her mother, gave her a hug, went outside to do something, came back in, and her mother had shot herself. Unbelievable. Why did she have the gun? Do you think the family would have made sure she didn't have access to the guns if she was having that kind of trouble? Well, I think that's the other thing, too, that you have to look at is, uh, is there a gun in the house? If there is, and you have somebody who's disturbed, who is either suicidal or homicidal or uh, uh, psychotic, having emotional problems and breaks and uh, isolated, um, get get the weapons out of the house. Get them out. Yeah. That is, because that's a real high risk factor, Ken, you know. You yeah, but, but it's, it's not the only way to do yourself in. I mean, look at Robin Williams. He just hung himself in his bedroom, you know. Yeah, and I've had uh, friends that have done that. I had one friend back in, in pre-college. Uh, well, I was between, I was uh, like a sophomore in college, and I dropped out for a couple of years. And uh, he disappeared for two weeks. Nobody knew where he was, and. His sister went out to their their country house, and uh, he had hung himself in their elevator shaft. His body had been there for a couple of weeks, so that's not uncommon. But I'm surprised that uh, Miss Judd uh, used a gun. That's not typical of women. Usually, they'll they'll take pills, less violent ways to kill themselves. So she must have been planning that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. thinking. 
And speaking of death now, you know, we hit a million uh, COVID deaths, the landmark one million number. And I guess the president had some kind of a ceremony and, you know, called every death uh, a terrible thing. And But got to remember that we report things a little bit differently. And, of course, the Chinese press jumped all over this and said, well, you, you know, the United States is supposed to be the world leader on this, and they have the highest number of deaths from from COVID. I'm thinking the Chinese probably don't even know how many people they got, much, <laughs> how, many, how many have died from COVID. But, um, you know, they're calling it the Chinese press, uh, the Global Times, which is the English uh, newspaper that's put out by the People's Party, the Chinese uh, Communist Party. They're, the headlines read, a million COVID deaths expose U.S. systematic failures as Americans call for more than flags at half mast to save lives. I haven't heard anybody calling for anything. I, I don't Neither have I, no. And, of course, they, they go after Trump and then Biden, too. They went after both of them. I guess they thought Trump was uh, downplaying the threat. Meanwhile, uh, he was implementing the warp speed, and we got that that vaccine that we have, the mRNA vaccine that Pfizer and COVID developed. By the way, the Chinese don't have that vaccine. They can't do it. They don't know how to do it. I mean, they don't have the facilities or the ability to distribute it, even if they do have it. So they just lock everybody in their house for a month and a half. Well, they've got the Sinovac uh, vaccine, which is uh, uh, an, an inactivated vaccine. Uh, COVID virus vaccine, but it's way less effective. And, uh, of course, getting people to take the vaccine is another thing, too. And, yeah, they just lock people down in their houses. And who knows how many people died uh, from starvation or suicide or a heart attack and there no ambulance would come pick them up. So it, it's, you know, it's they got a real problem. I mean, we're transparent. So Everything that that we do, we just share it with the world. We don't care, you know. That's why everybody likes Elon Musk so much because he doesn't care. He's I'm buying Twitter, and here's what I'm doing. He'll give you the blow by blow uh, description. And uh, I, I heard one news reporter following him around and was just amazed because Elon was just talking to him like he was his uh, chief operating officer, you know, and telling him everything and. Pretty cool, though. Well, I hope I hope he gets it. I hope he does. Right now, I guess it's on hold for some reason. But well, the uh, there's there's a bunch of phony accounts. They got bot accounts. Bots are uh, um, virtual robots that they use to set up accounts to make you know puff up their chest, make them look bigger than they are, and push up the price of the stock. And so now, with the stock market in a tumble. Not not a bad tumble, but a tumble, and the the prices of of stocks, including uh, Twitter, have gone down. Uh, Elon's positioning himself for uh, a better deal, and I can't blame him. So if he can find that there's ten percent of the accounts that are not real, well, he'll have to go back to them and say, well, I'm discounting the price by ten percent because you are you, you're phoning up your numbers here. You're not being honest with me. I think he's going to go ahead and buy it. I just think that he's uh, he's he's playing the smart game and taking a close look at what he's buying. You don't want to you don't want to buy a pig in a poke. Well, I think he uh, he said he'd offered like fifty six dollars a share and is down to like forty six right now. So yeah, he should uh, come down. He shouldn't pay that much. 
and he probably won't. No. So Biden called a million COVID deaths a tragic milestone, an irreplaceable loss. Well, I, you know, I feel for people who have lost uh, a family member, but a million people, you know, that's way less than 1% of our population. <laughs> you know, and it's like one-tenth of 1% of the Chinese population. And uh, it sounds like a big number, but we have to put it into perspective. You know, it's like a trillion-dollar budget, and we talk about hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on something, and uh, people are all upset, and it's like pocket change if you look at a trillion-dollar uh, budget that the country has. What, five, six trillion now we've gone up to that? That's a lot of money. It's and a ton of money we owe, yes. A hundred million is it's in like one-tenth of one percent or one one-hundredth of one percent of, of a trillion dollars. I mean, come on. This this is uh, not that we should be wasteful, Ken. I'm not saying that. We should definitely keep an eye on every penny we spend. But uh, but we talk about billions now like it, like we used to talk about millions. Yeah, and and a trillion is still a big number, but... You know, five trillion, six trillion, won't be long. It'll be a hundred trillion. And what's going on in North Korea? All of a sudden, they're talking about apparently a COVID problem. They must have a huge COVID problem if they're talking about it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And uh, I, I would guess that the South Koreans are quietly reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, you know, why don't you let us help you and get some vaccine up there?" But uh, June is uh, the new president. He is uh, not in favor of of kissing up to Kim Jong-un. Uh, Moon, the outgoing president, the one who just left office, he was playing kissy face with uh, Kim Jong-un and the North Koreans. And June is very conservative. And he says, we're, 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 we're playing up to the wrong partner here. Let's go to Japan and, you know, make friends with them because they're like us, even though there's still animosity about the occupation in the first half of the 20th century. You know, the Japanese came in and occupied Korea and uh, treated them like stepchildren. All right, was, get over it, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, the women are keeping it alive because of the they heard from their mothers and their aunts and their grandmothers about the use of, of Korean women as comfort women for the soldiers. So uh, now how how serious that was, I don't know. Uh, and whether or not you got paid to be a comfort woman or were there any perks that went with it? Could you like go to Tokyo and have a better lifestyle? And it's all hard to say, but you know, you get the women riled up and they're not going to be happy and they're going to remember that for a long time. So at any rate, we've had a million COVID deaths. And remember now, Ken, if you die from, like my patient that died uh, last month from the uh, colon problem where he, he had an ischemic colon and, and the, the bowel was infarcted, it was dead, uh, there was no blood flow to it, and he had to have his colon taken out and he died. Well, he also was COVID positive, so we have to report that as a COVID death, even though he wasn't sick with COVID because I had seen him in the office and he's the one who gave me my, my case. And, you know, he, he was coughing and so on and so well, forth. That will, that will skew the numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. It will skew the numbers, but we report things differently. And we re, and even though people say, well, not all the States are reporting accurately. You know what? Most of the States that uh, most of the big States are 
giving their numbers uh, pretty much to to the Center for Disease Control uh, so that uh, tallies and tabulations can be maintained. Now, I'm sure there are some states that, that phony it up a little bit or that just don't care because the numbers aren't that great. But uh, we keep pretty good numbers, guy. We keep pretty good numbers. Do you recall, don't mean to hit you with this right off, off the top of your head here, but how many folks died in the last pandemic in 1917 or whatever it was? Worldwide, it was over 60 million, and the United States was hit pretty hard because we are an open society, and uh, and people travel a lot in the United States. By the way, they called it the Spanish flu, but it probably started in uh, Texas, Oklahoma region and was spread by soldiers who were going over to Europe for World War II and the post-war rebuilding of Europe. So uh, we probably lost two or three million people. So we're doing better compared to that one, for sure. Oh, yeah. But, they, you know, what did they have then? They didn't have vaccines. They didn't have um, IV fluids. They didn't have uh, antibiotics. So the, the Haemophilus influenza bacteria was the secondary infection that people were getting. And the reason it got its name, influenza, is because the the bacteriologists and the scientists associated it with with the flu, influenza. So they called it Haemophilus influenza. And that was a secondary killer of people. But there were stories of people getting on the subway uptown at, at uh, you know, at, at Times Square and feeling not too bad. And by the time they got downtown to Wall Street, they were dead. They died on the subway. Oh, man. And there were people dying on the streets and the, the nurses and the doctors and the paramedics and all the workers, you, you can still see pictures of them in New York City and other places with their masks on and carting off the dead bodies. We're doing so, much better this time. Oh, yeah, we've come a long way. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that people die, but guess what? <laughs> We're all going to die, you know. And, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine, and, and he said, you know, come on, this is a million people. We're, we're such a huge country. This, is, this isn't this is a drop in the bucket. This is not going to, in fact, it's probably going to uh, play better for things like Medicare because a lot of the older, sicker Medicare patients are the ones who died. And so there's less of a demand, a, a drag on the Medicare system. Less I mean, and life expenses. That's right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of a morbid way to look at it, but uh, so at any rate, you know, we have test kits every corner, every drugstore, my office, everywhere you can go and get tested for COVID. So anybody gets a, a runny nose, they run and get a COVID test. And if it's positive, well, then we report it. And, uh, you know, we tell our doctor, I got COVID. What should I do? And they call me and, you know, give them medicine or whatever. But uh, so we have huge numbers relative to the rest of the world. Why? Because we got the test kits. You know? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't know what Russia has. I mean, we don't know any of these numbers. No. And, you know, the Russians aren't going to expend a whole lot of money on test kits. They don't care. Yeah. And the Chinese, I'm sure they, you have to go to uh, a testing station. I'm, I doubt you can get it just over the counter at the drugstore. Maybe you can, but if you do, there's probably a cop there and he's probably going to grab you and pull you over to a testing station because if you test positive they're going to lock your ass up <laughs> you shouldn't be out of your house exactly <laughs> uh, and you'll get fined you know for being out of your house 
So it's, uh, it, it's, we're such a unique country. It's really amazing to me uh, how people can, who live here can denigrate the country and say what a terrible place it is. They just don't know. They just haven't been around. Oh my, oh my. Kind well, of sad. you know what? If, if you, I'm still running. I'm still running into people when I ask them, "Have you got your booster?" They say no, and I don't understand that. I don't either. Get your booster. And uh, well, this is not ha- something still to be played with. I mean, the people think it's gone, but it's not gone. It's not gone. Now, the the Omicron is not as deadly as, uh, in fact, the, the actual number of deaths and hospitalizations have been dropping for the past few months, even though the number of positives has gone up with the Omicron. But it's uh, one of the family practitioners at the hospital, he was saying he doesn't give his, he doesn't treat his patients for, for COVID. He just tells them to take some Tylenol and fluids and rest because he thinks the Omicron is just like a bad cold. And he said he hadn't seen the numbers that uh, medications really help. Well, um, I have because I've been in the middle of this treating people. And I know that medications uh, do help. I know that, uh, especially when you get older or if you have chronic problems, uh, diabetes, hypertension, lung disease, rheumatoid arthritis, all these sorts of things. If you come down with the Omicron, we got the... uh, We've got the new antiviral over the medication that you can take by mouth. It's uh, two times a day for five days, kind of like the flu, uh, uh, anti-flu medication. But uh, this is three pills, two times a day. And uh, it's it's very effective. I took it when I was sick a few weeks back. And, you know, it, it, it made it easier to get through it. So hey, what if have, I, somebody wants to get to your office, what's the number to call? Seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one, and we set up a telemedicine visit if you don't want to come in. And uh, you know, if you're positive for COVID and you're not feeling well and and you want some treatment, we will get it for you. We've got it. And you know, the use of the of things like dexamethasone and prednisone to cut down on the inflammatory response and secondary infections, uh, reducing those with a short burst of antibiotics. I mean, there's a number of things that we can do now. We, we know a great deal about this virus uh, and its effects and, and how to treat it. And uh, we, we figured that out early on, and now we've got the medications and the armamentarium to go ahead and, and, and treat you over the, at home with uh, medications that you get prescription. Uh, it's not over the counter yet, but uh, you get a prescription from your doctor sent to the pharmacy and go pick it up and it's free ken that's my favorite price yeah that's the best prices <laughs> you know i never met a free lunch i didn't like that's very true yeah I, uh, you know what doc i think it's time for a cup of coffee what do you think yeah you're gonna throw out a question today i or am no? i'm gonna put a question out right now this is for as we do every sunday we give away to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. They're beautiful. And you'll win two of them if you can answer today's question. Be the first person at 877-969-8600 to answer the question, following question. What what mile marker? We're going to use a COVID mile marker. What mile marker in, in COVID-19 did we pass as a country this week? If you can tell us that, the first person at 877-969-8600 with the correct answer, we'll win those two coffee mugs. Again, what mile marker 
COVID-19 mile marker did we uh, pass this week as a country? 877-969-8600. Here come those calls. Doc, get your coffee. Oh, buddy, I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Shoppers out on a weekend afternoon and a retired police officer working security were among the 10 shot and killed at a Buffalo supermarket by a white teenager who authorities say was motivated by racial hatred. Police say Peyton Gedron shot in total 11 black people and two white people in a rampage at Topps Friendly Market. The 18-year-old broadcasted the shootings live before surrendering to authorities. Authorities in Chicago say a 16-year-old boy was fatally shot near the Bean in Millennium Park yesterday. The Chicago police say he was shot in the chest about 7.30 last night near the popular tourist attraction. It's not clear why. And almost three months after Russia invaded Ukraine, its military faces a bogged-down war and the prospect of a bigger NATO. Both Finland and Sweden want in. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727 727- 7-2-7-3-8-4-6-4-1-1. 7-2-7-3-8-4-6-4-1-1. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi. 727-577-2220. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the 
IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. If you're a pastor, church leader, or concerned Christian who wants to see families strengthened and our children saved from the pollution they're being indoctrinated with, come to the Families Under Fire Conference on Tuesday, May 17th at the Plant City Strawberry Festival Grimes Center. Speakers throughout the day will equip you to make real change in your church and community to protect children and families. Tickets are just $25 and include lunch. Go to allpropastors.org. That's allpropastors.org. AM860, The Answer. Online at theanswertampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Partly sunny skies for today with a high of 89. Tonight, a moonlit sky with a low 73. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 87. And plenty of sunshine Tuesday with a high 89. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. This is Dr. Bill. You there, buddy? We're here, Doc. All right. I heard the music, and then it stopped, and then I was like, wait, wait a minute. Just my fat fingers, that's all. Oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> I don't have another couple of seconds to plug back in, but no, you you, <laughs> you plugged in before I could plug in. Oh, my God. At any rate, so uh, here we go. Now, the uh, the National Endowment for Democracy, I did not even know this existed, but I came upon this, and they have uh, several people in their organization that are looking at the the effects of the pandemic on democracy because as you and I both know the uh, the bureaucrats and the politicians love to take advantage of this kind of a, of a crisis so they can grab more power and uh, so they're they're highlighting the global grab for power and what they call kleptoc how do you kleptocracy kleptocracy I guess that's when you steal the the uh, the government. <laughs> if you're in, you, you hijack the you know the rights of the people, and and uh, the big question: How can global leaders in civil society uh, stem authoritarian measures amid the COVID nineteen pandemic? And of course, the most egregious are seems to be the Chinese locking people in their house. But we've seen a lot here too. I mean, the New Yorkers are also scared to death, and our my wife's niece and our our grand niece and nephew and her husband, uh, they wouldn't even go out of the house. And they lived in, in Queens. They were basically locked down for a year and a half, two years. Craziness. And there, there really wasn't any evidence that that the lockdown did anything, Ken, to stop the spread of the virus. Well, in their defense, they got they got hit first. And they got yep. hit hard. When yep. this When this all started. Yep. So they didn't really know what they were dealing with yet. So I'm, you know, back then, I would say probably in New York and New Jersey in that area, the lockdowns were probably warranted until they figured it out. But it lasted way too long. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, yeah, it went on way too long, and and uh, they didn't take advantage of the resources that were were offered to them. You know, when, when Trump set up the uh, the big hospital ship, they wouldn't use it. They would not use it. Yeah, I know that was pretty silly. Yeah, it just made it didn't make any sense. And the Javits Center, they just wouldn't use it because they didn't want anything to do with the Republican Party and the Republican president. So this is a, an interesting organization. It's an independent, not nonprofit foundation dedicated to growth and strengthening of democracies around the world. Uh, and it's uh, the National Endowment for Democracy, and apparently it gets uh, support from both sides of the aisle. So it must be a good thing. I didn't even know it existed. Did you ever hear of that? I've never heard of it, no. It's not, I've, no, not even close. The only endowments I ever hear about are on PBS. Yeah. Yep. So meanwhile, back in Europe, <clears throat> Ukrainians are holding off the Russians. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? And uh, there's a couple of factors involved. One is that they've been preparing for years because they know the Russians. And another factor is that a lot of the older Ukrainian men and probably their military leaders all trained under the Russians. So they know the Russian tactics. And uh, now that we're pumping armaments in the West and the United States, Western Europe and the United States are pumping armaments into the into the uh, Ukrainian army, uh, they're they're getting back on an equal footing against the the Russians. Uh, I think the Russians are having a hard time with their tanks because uh, the Ukrainians have all kinds of uh, offensive weapons now that they they can take the tanks out with, and, and you know the Russians are big on tanks. What's the name of the uh, U.S. Um, shoulder-based uh, weapon they're using? I can't remember the name of it. Mm. Whatever the, it is, they're starting to name their children after that. <laughs> I love it. It's like <laughs> Sidewinder or something like that. Lancet or something. I don't know what it is. But they're, 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 uh, they're, they're naming their children after the missile. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, we've agreed to allow the sale of 350 Abrams tanks, our our, our big badass tank. Our, it's the, the meanest thing on the battlefield, and uh, it's hard to take it out, too, because it has uh, layers of, uh, uh, like, clay, clay flaps that are hardened, and it absorbs the... Uh, the uh, shell shock when the sh when a shell hits the tank so they're hard to take down and it's pretty cool the russians don't have anything near that their their t-72 is not not the same as ours so we're going to sell 350 to the to the U ukrainians and can we've already sent them over 35 40 45 of these tanks so they can start training on them and as you pointed out the the shoulder launched uh anti-tank missiles and anti-aircraft missiles and also the anti-ship missiles. You know, the Ukrainians have sunk a couple of the Russian ships there. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, it's also very embarrassing for the Russians. I do, I, they, they have got to be, the people who are in charge there under Putin have got to be thinking about taking them out. Well, there's some intelligence that I've been reading about that, that they are thinking about that and, uh, I guess they're starting to out him some, you know, his family, he's protected from the public eye and he has some daughters and probably has some illegitimate kids and a wife and a mistress and so on and so forth. But you never heard about them because he did everything he could to protect them. And even if a reporter would ask about them, 
um, all of a sudden that reporter would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Or the publication would would shut down. So it's a it's a it's a scary thing. And you know, this guy, uh, if he did ever get the power that he wants, it would be a very dark day in the world. I mean, this is like Hitler and Stalin all over. I think he sees himself as Stalin. I think that he probably admires what Stalin did. Yeah, I think you're right. You know who I admire. Who's that? Ked Nasejack of Safety Harbor. He is our winner. If Ked, it's K-E-D, so I'm not sure if it's a male or female. Keb, congratulations and thanks for listening to the show. We love you guys out there. You have won two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. They'll be on their way in the mail shortly. And uh, that's for answering today's question. What mile marker, what COVID-19 mile marker have we just passed as a country? And it's uh, one million deaths was the correct answer. So congratulations, Ken. We'll get that out to you right away. You got it. And we'll send them out to you. If anybody didn't get their mugs, uh, if I had the wrong address or forgot because I had too much beer the night before. <laughs> well, I've got a record of all of them that we've ever given away. So if you've got a... Hey, just call and let Ken know and we'll we'll send it back out. Yeah, I don't see... Absolutely, yes. I mean, I don't care about the cost of the mugs, but it's a dang $10 of shipping expense. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gotta go to the, I gotta stop at the post office and dump the box in. There. <laughs> I, I'm but it's a beautiful some... mug. It's it really is a nice mug, Doc. Oh, it's a nice mug, and, and you know what? I, the the uh, the big package box at the post office that you can use after hours it gets stuck, and <laughs> so I, now I gotta get some WD-40 and oil that thing up. <laughs> I'll probably get arrested. You know, for that. Tampering with the mail, that's right. Tampering with the mail. Uh, so the Ukrainians, I mean, th this is just amazing. It's just amazing. I'm sure that we have boots on the ground, but I don't I don't think they're probably, at this point, they're not actively uh, engaged in combat, uh, more teaching the Ukrainians how to use equipment and uh, special ops for intelligence. And, um, of course, Elon Musk, he's donated his, uh, for free, his, uh, his wireless network, Starlink. And I guess Putin said he was going to send some killer satellites up to take out uh, Elon's uh, satellites that are over the Ukraine. And Elon said, if you need any help launching. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some rockets that work. Yeah. SpaceX is standing by for you. <laughs> he also, I think he also said, oh, you go ahead. I've got more satellites than you've got anti-satellites. So you go right ahead. And then uh, Putin's making threats to have him killed. And he says, well, if if he gets me, I'll see you. <laughs> nice knowing you. I love that guy. I love Elon. He's a character. He is, yeah. But he's doing some great things. He, he oh. will go down in history as one of the greatest in space exploration. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's commercialized it. You exactly. Know, you can, if you got the cash, you can probably jump her on a on a spaceship and take a ride with him. Plus, he's he's developed a way to have a rocket land at itself after we've used it. I mean, this is a real cost cutter in yeah. the industry. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty amazing. And so he can send up a a, a capsule or a spaceship or uh, a Tesla. You know, he's got a Tesla that's orbiting the Earth. Did I, you know that? I think it's headed for Mars, actually. Is it going to Mars? It's going somewhere. I think it's going to Mars, yeah. 
That's a convertible Tesla. <laughs> yeah, it's a convertible. He's actually got a, a humanoid-like figure in there, I guess, so that if any aliens drive by, they'll wave. <laughs> so the, did you hear about the baby formula crisis? Yeah, what is going on there? I guess uh, there are only like four companies that make all this stuff for everybody. In the United States, yeah. So th- what happened is the uh, the big factory, the, the number one producer is an Abbott, uh, Abbott Pharmaceutical. They own one up in uh, Michigan, I believe it is. And uh, there were three baby deaths last year, or two baby deaths and one sick baby from uh, a bacteria called, uh, oh, God, what is that thing called? Chronobacter. Chronobacter was renamed... Uh, just when I learned all these names, Enterobacter, they changed it to Chronobacter. This is a your really ubiquitous bacteria. It's in our bowel. It's in the soil. It's everywhere. And so uh, three kids came down with this Chronobacter infection, which is very devastating to infants. And uh, so then they said that the formula came from from this factory that Abbott has, this plant up in Michigan. And so they told Abbott, you better start checking your factory. And so they checked, and they actually did find some surfaces that were infected with the chronobacter, which apparently can live for a long time uh, in adverse environments. But Abbott says, well, we did the DNA on on these, and it's not the same DNA as the one that, that killed these kids. So we don't think it's us, but we'll take measures to clean up and, and and make sure that it tests negative before we go back into production. Well, the FDA said that to them, that you have to do that. So they shut down, and they were making 43% of the baby formula in the United States. So, uh, How long it, have they been shut down? Oh, gosh, two or three months now, I really? think. And so there's... Uh, and they're starting to uh, talk about ramping back up, but it's still going to take several weeks to uh, get back on the production line and shipping and all that. And so is the FDA responsible for the shortage? Well, I think Abbott would point the finger at the FDA and said they acted too slowly because they knew that there were problems a year ago and they didn't force the the, uh, the company to do anything about it. And so the FDA is saying, well, no, it's Abbott's fault because they didn't adhere to the uh, good manufacturing principles. And, you know, so it's going back and forth. And uh, if, if there's a car crash, uh, is the guy that's drunk, is he the only responsible party? Well, what about the bartender that served him the liquor? Does he have any responsibility in it? And so it starts rippling back through the ranks and, and through the various entities that were involved in, in uh, manufacturing and distribution and clearing of, of this and the FDA's oversight and so on and so forth. And apparently a whistleblower back in December of, uh, back in October of last year had sent a report in saying that they felt there were some uh, not good manufacturing practices going on. Of course, when you have a plant that big and um, you're making basically a production line product I guess it would not be easy to be a hundred percent but you got to try and uh, any rate hopefully they'll ramp that back up you know what's amazing is basically it's it's uh, most of these formulas are milk way they're 
milk proteins and uh, they throw in a little soy and they throw in some fats and some flavoring and some sugar and all that. So I don't know what the problem is, why we can't just use milk. <laughs> I don't get it, you know, but uh, uh, what happened to the breast? I mean, well, you would yeah. think this, this would be a great opportunity for nursemaids to make a comeback. What I'm upset about are the, are the folks who are running out there when they find a couple of cans, they buy it, and then they sell it on the Internet for like 100 bucks. Really? That's that's not a very I, nice, folks. Why did I think of that? <laughs> So you're just not you're just not an entrepreneur, I guess there, Doc. I'm not I'm not a good entrepreneur, no. So apparently the White House held a conference this past week on the on the baby formula shortage. And uh one of the people in the administration who's big on one of the secretaries of something or another, uh cabinet head was talking and and she just pretty much dismissed the the uh the shortage and said well, there's a greater existential threat, and that's global warming, and that's what we need to focus on, not on baby formulas and baby clothes. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> really? I hadn't heard that. That's pretty sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I saw it on TV. That's the worst spin I've ever heard. Well, I mean, these guys are idiots. I mean, the Democrats, are they've alienated a third of their own party. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah, the numbers aren't looking good for the Democrats, so that's, uh, you know, good for the other side. We hope. Yeah. So at any rate, um, there are other countries in our trading circle of Mexico, Chile, Ireland, the Netherlands uh, that also uh, manufacture, and the English have said they'll send some over for us if we need it. And I'd have said, ah, let the little boogers starve to death. Who cares? <laughs> No, I wouldn't do that. No, I guess Ireland is sending a whole bunch over. But with the shipping congestion, it'll get here around, you know, next January. <laughs> well, no, it'll get here in a, in a week, but it'll sit on the dock because there's nobody <laughs> unloaded. That's right. No truckers are taken to the stores. Nobody wants to work and get them unloaded. <laughs> International longshoremen, they're holding out for more cash, I guess. They're like, baby formula? We don't care. <laughs> So, at any rate, looks like we got that crisis. Uh, at least uh, it's it's before the public, and somebody's working on something to resolve it. So, hopefully, Abbott will. Oh, by the way, you know, Abbott makes forty three percent of the U.S. Uh, baby food or baby formula, and guess what the shortage is? Forty three percent. Well, there you go. I'm there surprised go. it's taken them so long to get that factory backed up. That's a long time to be cleaning a factory. Yeah, it is. It is, and. Uh, but I would say that if you have to meet regulatory requirements, there's going to be a lot more red tape once you screw up, even if it's unintentional, even if you've implemented the best manufacturing practices. How do you go into the bathroom with every individual and make sure they've washed their hands after they, they did their business? You know, because it's a, it's a, it's a bowel bacteria. So we carry it around. And us, adults uh, carry this within their within their colon and uh i don't i don't know you it, it's it's hard to do you know especially with the pandemic and the shortage of workers and i'm sure that they had to reach out and get who they could uh to come to work to keep the factory up and running that would have been a priority i would think for for a big uh company like abbott because it wasn't like the babies quit eating during the pandemic 
This so. is true, yeah. So uh, who knows what their problems are, but it just seems like a very long time to get clean the factory and get it back up. Yep. And uh, it's, it's, it's it makes a problem. Me think there's, as a newsman in me, it makes me think it's another, there's more to the story somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there is. And, and they're probably, who knows, maybe Abbott donated more money to Trump than to Biden's campaign. <laughs> it's also yeah. possible they may be having trouble getting the, the ingredients they need with the supply uh, chain. I, I don't think so. There's plenty of cows. <laughs> they get, you know, most of it's just, just cow protein anyway. So cow milk, they tweak it a little bit to make it a little bit more like breast milk. Uh, thin it out a little bit and change the fat content a little bit, but pretty much the same thing. Oh my. So Poland is, is ramping up and now Poland's going to be spending 12% on, uh, military this year. And, uh, they, the, the, the criticism is that they'll have to borrow the money and the Polish leaders say, if we have to go deeply into debt to rearm and modernize our, our military, then that's what we're going to do because they're looking at the Russians. They're just two doors down now. They're so, they're a member of NATO, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got their back. Well, and Finland too, pretty soon, from what I've been reading. Finland's coming in, and the Swedes are talking about it. Um, the Finns are tough. They're tough people. Uh, it's cold up there, though. They're way up there. Well, they've got a long border with uh, Russia. Yeah, and I think half of Finland's above the Arctic Circle. It's kind of like Alaska. They got reindeer there, and you know when Christmas is over, there's a sale on reindeer meat. And <laughs> Come on, so. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you know. So that 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 marks the end of the Christmas season. <laughs> the reindeer meat white sale in yep. January. Yeah. But you know the the Finns are are pretty educated people. Even the Laps, who are the uh, the uh, they were kind of like the Aleuts, the Eskimos uh, in northern Finland. Uh, they all were educated. They'd be herding their reindeer, and they'd have to go to school too. The kids. Uh, so I don't know if it, is reindeer herding is that very profitable. I I don't know. Maybe in Finland. You know the reindeer milk could probably be used for baby formula because it's it's a good source of protein for kids so maybe maybe we should import some of the uh, reindeer over here and see what we can do caribou did you know that the caribou and in northern canada have the longest migration of any animal on the planet of any land-based animal did how, you know that no how far do they go oh two three thousand miles they go really? across northern canada yeah mm. Doc, <laughs> we got about uh oh, about 30 seconds left you want to push the business a little bit we are here to get some folks to see the doc because he's my doc he's the best in the in the in the uh, state of florida if you ask me well i appreciate that and we're making the donuts for you we're at 727-384-6411 727-384-6411 we got the covid thing covered uh we do non-invasive cardiology and general medicine we take care of minor things and take a skin cancer off of you and we'll do it say bye about- doc Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. 
Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.